0: We're also brought to you by the NBA Gambling Podcast MLK Day Bingo Boards, $100 gift card for every bingo hit, details exclusively on the SGPN app. Welcome everyone to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Monday, January 16th here on MLK Day. And joining me here to break down the betting card, you guys know him as the villain. He's high off of his giant spanking the Vikings yesterday. It's a big week for the Giants. It's a big week at SGPN headquarters, I'll tell you that much. It's the villain Terrell Furman Jr. Oh, Delonte too. I'll get to Delonte in a second.
1: Terrell, how are you feeling, my man? Oh. I like to say that I thought that we'd never be here, but I knew we'd exactly be here. I know this is 100% the moment that was going to happen. I told people for weeks after we lost to Minnesota, they sealed their fate with destiny. You know, it's, it's sometimes in life that you do things and you know that it's going to come back around to you and just waiting for it to happen. And we knew, we knew after Joseph hit a career long 61-yarder in Minnesota to beat us in a regular season that this was coming back all full circle to this moment and the best part that the last play of the the game the player that we couldn't guard hypothetically that we couldn't guard caught the ball six yards short of the line of game and was wrapped up and tackled i mean it doesn't get any better than that i just don't know what to tell you it doesn't get any better than and now you get a trip to philadelphia where they beat you twice this season, demolished you at home, embarrassed you in front of your own fans, and you get to go to Philadelphia for a playoff game against 0-1 Jalen Hurts, who has never won a playoff game in his career? Oh, man. (laughs) I just... uh, And the only thing that made the day better is that yesterday I ate off off of Kenya Martin Jr., over points prop. I co- ate completely off of Lucevic's points prop yesterday. I ate off the, off the bulls getting a money line win against the, uh, who was it? The warriors yesterday. Mm-hmm. I mean, yesterday was just a great day. How was you guys day? I want to hear how your day was. Cause my day was amazing. <laughs> I'm going to get
0: to Delante. here also <laughs> on this MLK day. It's Delante. Delante is Delonte. also sporting the New York giants. uh yeah, here there. Dante, I didn't know you were a Giants fan too, my man.
2: Yeah, man, I'm a Giants fan since I don't know how long, man. But I've been through, we've been through a lot of pain with these these head coaches that were trash, and now we finally got a real head coach who actually knows how to coach football, and is getting the most out of like one of the worst rosters in the NFL. So, you know, just go did you show. see
1: that block by Kenny Galladay? Did oh, yeah. you see that block like that's a 70 million dollar block right there? Yeah, say, that's, that's a 70, 70 million, dollar two million
2: dollar block right
1: there. Block if right I'm gonna pay, pay 70 million dollars for a block, I want the block look just like that. And he looks happy doing block. it.
2: He actually happy doing From it. From now on, that's how you block. Yep. <laughs> yeah, man. man I other I that, my next
1: wide receiver could block just like
2: that. <laughs> I didn't uh I didn't have as good of a day as as real have but overall, pretty good. Um uh we won on the I won on the Lakers last night, even though they should have won that game. I thought I'm pretty sure we'll get into that later. Uh everything else um just pretty pretty blah much pretty, pretty much of a wash of a day. I got smacked on NFL totals. Everything went over. I bet a lot <laughs> yeah. of others. Yeah,
0: everything did go over, at least in NFL. Uh yeah. but yeah, congrats to you guys on the playoff win. Huge, huge week going up against a division rival in Philly. Job
1: not, job's not finished.
0: Yeah, job's definitely not finished it's right job now.
1: I don't no. think so. Job not finished.
0: What's there a smile about? Right. Um, but yeah, it'll be an interesting week here at uh, SGP and as we get um, closer and closer to the divisional round in the NFL. But hey, we're here to talk about the NBA today. MLK Day um, here in the in the United States. Um, guys, I'll tr- briefly, briefly wanted to touch on thing we kind of forget about you know just because it's you know it is mlk day that it's all about sports but i think sometimes we forget about the legacy and the impact that dr martin luther king jr did have um in this country uh briefly if you want to touch on anything about uh, about dr martin luther king uh, jr there then and then we can get into the games
1: yeah i mean everybody knows how much he meant to the community how much he meant to the black community just america as a whole and you know this is a time that you can sit here and reflect and do some service towards your community i mean that's what he was all about he was all about servicing the community now how he ended up having to service the community was to help fight racial inequality because that's the times that they were in but he was all about the community so that's if you want to honor the life and legacy about martin luther king that's how you do it you go outside and service your community for a day like help somebody out do something pay for the person behind you in line like show other people you care passion compassionate love like you never know what somebody else is going through and so uh, that's how we do it in my fraternity, Cap Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. We always, every year, Martin Luther King Day, we go out and do service, and that's how we uh, show some love and respect for Dr. Martin Luther King, who did a lot for the community and the Atlanta area. And we'll talk about that more when we get to Atlanta's game tonight. Yep.
2: Glatto, anything you want to add? Uh, yeah, just piggybacking off of um, off of what Rail said, pretty much. Um, just being able to fulfill his vision and seeing everybody uh, together as one, no matter color, gender, or any sort, you know, just coming together as one is what is what he wanted, what he ultimately wanted. And I think he'd be happy to see uh, some of the things that are going on in the world with everybody being uh, united, especially after certain things like the Hamlin situation brought a lot of people together. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sad that, it, you know, that had to happen sports to come together as much as we should, but if more, You know, more people come together like that, uh, the world will be a better place. But I think he'll be happy as to what he sees um, going forward. And a lot of sports, especially the NBA, does a good job of reflecting and reminding, you know, the younger generation who didn't get as much uh, knowledge on Martin Luther King as maybe uh, some of us did, especially with me and Rio going to uh, HBCU, um, getting to know, you know, deeper into um, some of the civil rights things that went on and some of the things he had to go through. Uh, to get his dream fulfilled. Um, so, yeah, man, just I think NBA does a great job of enlightening people uh, while also celebrating the life and legacy uh, of Dr. Martin Luther King. Yeah, I think when
0: we talk about MLK Day, that it's all about sports sometimes for people, but we also sometimes forget what the impact that, you know, Martin Luther King Jr. had uh, in, like Terrell said, in America, in, you know, in the South, in the Atlanta area, and things like that. So, I think, you know, before we even get to talk about sports here, I think it was a good time to kind of sit back and kind of reflect what he meant to uh, the, the to not only the black community, but also the United States uh, like you guys mentioned. So um, yeah, keep that in mind when you are you know, watching these games about the impact that he did have uh, in this country uh, guys, we can quickly recap what we saw anything over the weekend. I'm not sure if you guys saw the, uh, the human highlight reel dunk by John Morant um, just oh. It, it finally happened. We've seen all the highlight big dunks that he's, tried to, he's attempted, but uh, unfortunately, Jalen Smith was a victim of a poster for
1: um, uh, John ja Morant. But, um, Did absolutely- you see the tweet, though? It was a tweet that had, before that game came out, and it was like Ja has a poster on every team, and it was like the Pacers were the last team. And then next thing you know, you see Jalen Smith just get absolutely <laughs> – Hammered, yeah. and I just yeah, thought that was, that was hilarious. I was like, What are the odds of that? It's crazy, yeah. That was funny. Um,
0: John pointing out the uh, kind of go back to uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Here he said, Letter from a Birmingham jail is one of the great American texts. A must read, yeah. I'll definitely have to check that out. I have not read that myself. Uh, um, yeah, it's really good, yeah. I'll have to check that out. Uh, Question Throughout anything else from the weekend? Question. We no, no. So I
1: feel like this is a very important question. I mean, yeah. we're getting away from Martin Luther King a little bit, but I feel like it's a very important question. Yeah. Would you rather get dunked on or dropped?
2: I'd rather get dunked on.
0: Yeah, I'd rather get dunked on too. Like, like it's one thing to get dropped, and the guy stares at you, and then he knocks out that jumper too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's, you, good, that's, that's a that's a two for cool one special. See, see, I have
1: been having this conversation with somebody's of mine for a long time. And they're probably some one of them's probably listening to this and laughing because I actually brought this up on the show. But they would rather get uh dropped than get dumped on, and they were showing mm-hmm. like the posters and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I'm like, man, I don't know because I could mm-hmm. feel better if I get dumped on. Cause nine times I said, if I get dumped on, I was coming over for help. You lost your man, and that's really why I got dumped on. So it's really not my fault. But if I get dropped, it's like, dog, you looked at me. You told me you were going one way and went the other. Like, you put me on the ground. But at least I was coming over trying to be a good teammate.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I'd rather get dunked on 100 100 times out of 100. Yeah, I feel like I would rather
1: get dunked on than drop. Yeah, see, I'm like five foot. Chris Paul got dropped. He got turned into a meme for a year. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, like he and Drake were all in the same meme. Like that's yeah, so how bad it was.
2: So many people get dunked on in the NBA. It's just like whatever. Like Yeah, yeah. and it's like
1: I mean, <laughs> yeah, because like Jared Allen, Jared Allen gets dunked on all the time. But you don't think he's any less of Jared Allen. I would,
2: yeah, a lot of a lot of the great shot blockers say if you didn't get dunked on a lot, you weren't a good shot blocker because that means you weren't in a lot of shots. Like Matumbo, Lajuan, uh, yeah, some, it, of, some of those guys. They got no no. They were some hey, of those great if you, the great point.
1: you still got to make the shot. If you drop me, if you miss yeah. the shot and you drop me, then like it just doesn't matter. But the dunk, like you, it's nah. I'd rather get dropped, man.
0: Uh, yeah, as many that. times Hakeem got
1: dunked on, he's, he's still the uh, you yeah. saw a banner in Toyota yeah, Center. Yeah, like, has some most blocks. I'd rather. Right? I, I rather I'd rather get dropped. Absolutely. Jake said as a guy that's dropped a few people, I'd rather get dunked on. <laughs> uh, we, <laughs> All right, Jake. Jake
0: was a baller. All right, Jake. I I know Jake had handles. <laughs> All right, Jason Williams I over here. <laughs> All right. Uh um uh, anything else, guys, before we get into the games here? No, nah, we can go.
1: We wasted yeah. enough time. The
2: uh, Joker game winner last night was pretty good. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, I mean, look. It was against the magic. Yeah, yeah
2: they come, magic covered though. I had the yeah,
1: magic. So... I, really I feel like a game winner guys. is better when you're i feel like a game winner is better when it's a dog like if you're a minus 500 oh, favorite awesome, i'm so not man. interested in you hitting a game winner like you should never been in that position <laughs> i'm only interested in game winners when it's a dog yeah it's especially like J- Joker you, had no you'll, you'll see here what was it it was a game this weekend oh it was freaking temple versus uh who did temple play
2: I can't remember who Temple
1: was. Memphis. Memphis. So it was Memphis. Temple versus Memphis. And Memphis hit like a game winner. And it was like, and some, one of these uh, sports betting companies, whatever, tweeted Memphis at death, minus 240 money line cash. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... Okay boo boring (laughs) like it's so much better if you have a last second shot and it's an underdog because it's like oh he just caught cashed a plus 300 plus like oh like yeah no i'm not interested in you're a 10 point favorite and you hit a game winner i'm not interested in that yeah all right guys let's let's uh
0: dive into the schedule here for today we got games kicking off at i believe it's 1 p.m eastern if i'm not mistaken but the first game on the schedule here today, it's going to be uh, the Boston Celtics in Charlotte to take on the Hornets. A one PM Eastern start. Um, looking at the opening lines for this game, currently see that Boston opened up as an eight point road favorite here. That number has pretty much stayed the course at minus eight. Uh, total opened up at two thirty one and a half. That number is also pretty much stayed at two thirty at one and a half. Starting to see some two thirty ones and a half out there as well. Uh, Checking the injury report for Boston. Uh, Jalen Brown is going to be out for this game for the Celtics and we know Gallinari is going to be out for the year and Derek White. He left the game in their last game, at least with an injury, but he is probable here tonight or sorry this afternoon for the Celtics for the Hornets. uh, Gordon Hayward is doubtful and Kelly Oubre Jr. continues to recover from the left hand surgery that he uh, had a couple weeks ago. Jalante, let me start with you on this game. Boston Celtics laying eight points in Charlotte against the Hornets.
2: Yeah, I mean, we just seen the game Saturday. Boston won and covered pretty easily. Uh, They had a big third quarter. Um, They uh, held Charlotte to um, 40 total points in the second half. Um, They scored 34 and 32 in the first and second. So ramped up the defense um, on those guys. Uh, Both teams shot. 45-plus percent from the field, which is pretty much unusual for um, for uh, Charlotte being at their bottom five in pretty much all uh, shooting metrics. But um, I, w- I won't have a play on it. I'll play some player props. Uh, but, I mean, I don't see uh, Charlotte having a path to success and stopping Boston. Um, Boston's on a six-game winning streak. Um, they've won four straight on the road. Uh, still a well oiled machine when it comes to offense. Uh, defensively, as as I brought up, they – uh, stifled the Hornets um, offense, hold them to 40 points in the second half. Uh, Tatum's playing extremely well. Uh, and I mean, Charlotte's in the wrong direction, six and 22 versus the Eastern <clears throat> Conference. They've been outscored by uh, 6.7 points per game. Um, they just, uh, Charlotte is just in the wind sweet my I, I just will be looking to fade them, even though this, it's about the same number, but, um, both teams had a day off. I think that favors the the better team. So uh, I'll probably lay it with Boston. I won't be on it, but if I had to, i would probably lay Boston.
0: Yeah, it's the third match of the season already between these two te- teams. Uh, Boston as well. Back on November earlier, I think yeah, actually last week. Like Delice was mentioning, their 122-106 victory for the uh, Boston Celtics in Charlotte. In both those games, uh, the Boston Celtics have combined to knock down 43 of their 105 three-point attempts in those games. Um, Terrell, Boston at Charlotte, what do you like about this game?
1: Yeah, I think I'm I'm really not too, too interested on a side or total on this one. But uh, if I had to play something, I think I'd probably just play Charlotte. Okay, and it's just more the fact that Charlotte's lost the last three, last four straight, but hasn't covered the last three games. And looking for a little bit of a bit of a get right spot for them, and uh, you have the immediate rematch, like you had talked about a little bit. Yeah, the immediate rematch I always tend to lead to the other team, so. Not really interested in this side because I just think that Charlotte is a bad team, even though it's a good spot and things are favoring Charlotte. Charlotte's a bad team, like at the end of the day. So, a lot of things need to go right for them to be able to be in this game. Now, last time out, Derek White left early that opened the door for Malcolm Brogdon who went out there and scored 30. So if white back in the lineup, I think that you're not going to get 30 from Brogdon again. You're not, you probably not going to get the same efficiency that he had. And it depends on what Derek white shows up because Derek white can come up there and be a flamethrower. Derek white can go in there and be 0 for nine. And then next thing you look up, he's got like two points and half the game is over. So uh, Derek white can be a hindrance. Like he's been a very streaky guy up and down guy. And so I, I, that that alone in itself, that production with no Jalen Brown in this game and not knowing if I'm getting another 30 from another player, it makes me question Boston in this spot. So I'll take Charlotte. I'll take the points with Charlotte. Seeing some sharp money come in on Charlotte as well, I think it's a pretty decent side in this one.
0: Um, <clears throat> yeah, as much as I want to get there with Charlotte, I just, I just think that on paper right now, that the Boston Celtics are the better team. Like, this Charlotte team just doesn't play any defense. And, I mean, we've seen that in the first two games where they've given up 120-plus points uh, to the Boston Celtics, and they've been able to knock down their three-point shots here. So um, I know Jalen Brown's not playing this game. I think one player in particular, we'll get to props here in a second, that should shine. A couple guys, other guys should step up, whether it's, you know, like Terrell mentioned, whether it's Brogdon, whether it's, um, where it's whether it's Derek White, whether it's Marcus Smart, you know who's going to step up. I, I think that didn't, of course, get his because there's nobody on this roster that can guard Jason Ted, which is who's going to be that second or third guy that's going to step up for Boston here tonight. But again, consistently, they've knocked down their three-point shots uh, against the Charlotte Hornets. Um, Terrell, any thoughts on the total here that's currently sitting at 231?
1: Yeah, if I had to play it on total, I'd probably... And what this last one come in at? Uh, one twenty two. Uh, uh, the last
0: total, the last two games this season. One twenty eight. Yeah, yeah, one twenty eight, and then two forty five earlier. But Boston dropped one hundred forty in that game.
1: <clears throat> I really, <sighs> yeah, it's still Charlotte. Charlotte's really bad defensively. I'll just go over. I was I was gonna get cute and go under, but I'll just call it over.
2: Uh, Delonte, thoughts on the total? Yeah, if I had to, I would play it over. Uh, if you want to play anything as far as totals totals go, I would just play Boston's team total over. Um, just yep. just get more you you get more comfort in knowing that Boston's gonna put keep their foot on the gas. Uh, deep team, uh, there will be a, if it's a blowout scenario. Some of those guys that are like six, seven, and eight, or uh, seven, eight, and nine on the roster, still are capable of, of putting up some points. So I would lean to the Boston Celtics uh, team total over versus the full game.
0: All right, uh, let's get to some player props here. If any, uh Lonzo, why don't you lead us off with player props?
2: Um, just I'll go back to what usually works for me in Hornets games. Mason Plumlee over 25 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. Uh, he's been over seven of the last eight games. Um, now he does pose a problem with um, Charlotte not being able to play a lot of, you know, a lot of big bodies, but um, he's still able to be out on the floor and switch on to to bigger players. Uh, so I like him over uh, 25 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. Uh, Terry Rozier, uh, he he hasn't been shooting the ball as well uh, as of late, but he's at 21 in his previous two games. Uh, he, his point prop is at 21 and a half right now. Um, and then also his threes made uh, just kind of correlated. If he has a good night shooting, he's going to be shooting a lot of threes. So it's two and a half. It's his um, it's his three point mark. He's went over five of the last seven. So those are a few that I like um, in this game. As far as the Celtics, I mean, it's hard to to do anything with celtics because i mean they they spread it out a lot other than tatum i mean some of those guys like marcus smart to have a good night and brogna can have a good night you you never know where it's coming from um the only thing that i would look at is just some plus money on a tatum double double he's been rebounding the ball extremely well um so that's all i got for that game
0: the one double I do like in this game, is going to be actually market smart like you mentioned there. Two oh, before. you dickhead. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, oh, I, knew, I knew you was going to say it, too. It's fine. I got another player prop. I knew you was going. Oh, we can agree on the same
0: one. It'll just give our no, listeners okay. more confidence
1: to take it's it. It's okay. We can <clears> agree, <throat> but you, you can give out that one. I have another player prop I can give out. All right. I'll make it quick. Marcus
0: Smart, two games this season against uh, the Charlotte Hornets. He's had a double-double, 13 and 12 assists, 22 and 15. And that's, uh, I think, four games without Jalen uh, Brown in the lineup this season. Marcus Smart has had a double-double in all four of those games. Um, so, I think I see that price currently at plus 260. Uh, so, I would get on that double-double. And I agree about Mason Plumlee with you as well. If, if you to only take his rebounds or take PRA like uh, to mentioned there. Uh, Terrell, what do you got outside of Marcus Smart?
1: Yeah, it was Marcus Smart assist over eight and a half. That was what I was gonna give out. You said it all. He's even you can even go back a little further, 12, 10, 15, 10, go to last season, four, twelve. Like he's had a double double in five of the last six games that Jalen Brown hasn't played in. Yep. And so Correlated with that, if he's has the ball in his hand to get more assists, well, he's going to have more turnovers. So we're going to go market smart over two and a half turnovers at plus 140. And you look at the last few games that he's been without two turnovers, four turnovers, three turnovers, one turnover, six turnovers, three turnovers, zero turnovers, four turnovers, three turnovers, four turnovers. So you're looking at what, th- seven in the last 10? that, he's, that mm-hmm. he's played without Jalen Brown. He's gotten over this number in turnovers. I think it's a good spot. I think it's a good opportunity. I expect for this game to have a lot of pace in it, playing against the Hornets. I expect to see mistakes because you're looking past the team. You just beat this team the other day. So I expect them to look past this team a little bit, make some easy mistakes, turn the ball over a little bit. Maybe if a ball goes flying out of bounds, I'll take Marcus Smart over two and a half turnovers at plus 140.
0: All right. Uh, any other player props?
1: Something like that.
0: All right. <clears throat> let's get over to the next game of the afternoon. It is going to be let's go over to Milwaukee. Uh, Indiana in Milwaukee here to take on the uh Milwaukee Bucks. Here this is gonna be a 2:30 Eastern time start. Looking at the opening lines for this game, uh Bucks opened up as a 10 and a half point favor. That number has now been bet down to minus nine and a half. Total up and up at 226. That number's been steamed up all the way to 233 in this game. Uh, Looking at the injury report for the uh, Indiana Pacers, Tyrese Halliburton is going to be out for this game. Daniel Tice is also out. Uh, Miles Turner is questionable here today for the Indiana Pacers, and uh, uh, Bataze is also questionable here with a non-COVID-related illness. For the Milwaukee Bucks, Giannis is probable. Drew Holiday is probable. Chris Middleton is out for this game. So is Joe Ingles and Bobby Portis also probable. So probable attack for Giannis, Drew Holiday, and Bobby Portis. Officially out, Chris Middleton, jo- uh, Joe Ingles, and Serge Ibaka. Uh, Terrell, let me start with you on the uh, Pacers at the Bucks here. What are you thinking about this game? As the uh, the Milwaukee Bucks are a nine and a half point favorite at home.
1: Oh, uh, man, the Bucks. I think the Bucks are just going through a little bit of a rough patch right now and just kind of figuring things out. They lost, what's this, two games against the Heat. I don't think Giannis played – well, Giannis played in one of those games, I think. Not I think both. he missed both. I think in the last game. No, I, I think say, he did miss both. Yeah, he missed both. Yeah, so no Giannis in those two games. I think that this is a good spot for him to come back, put things kind of together, right the ship a little bit. My concern for the Pacers is who consistently can go create their own shot without Tyrese Halliburton. So they play a lot of good team basketball for the majority of the game. And then you get into the fourth quarter, and when it gets closer to crunch time, when it's really time to talk about covering a spread, they have issues of people going out there to go get their own shot. And the only person that really can truly do it and do it effectively is Ben Matherin. And, mm-hmm. you know, but he healed. Sometimes he dribbles and he creates other times, you know, it you, you just want him more as a spot up shooter. And uh, Nemhard has had some issues of getting inside the paint and be able to score inside the paint. So I think because of all of that, and just because I don't know who's going to be that other guy, like who's going to be that other guy to help create. It's, and get his own shot rather than yet relying on this team basketball where you're playing the Bucks, who play really, really good team defense, especially at home. I think this is a spot where Milwaukee can route. So I'll take Milwaukee minus nine and a half.
0: Uh, Delonte, what do you got for this game?
2: Yeah, I'm pretty much in line with, with what Real said. Um, I think Giannis will be ready to go. He's had a he hasn't played since uh I'm about to say July. He hasn't played since January the 11th, so he's gonna be refreshed. And the last time he did play, only had seven points. Um he did have that uh you know a lot of rebounds and assists, but his uh, scoring was down. So I think he'll come out refreshed and he'll put up 35 or 40. Um like the thing with Indiana is like like real mentioned, like without Halliburton, they're just they don't have guys who can set up other guys. They're, yeah. Their scores are more so you know, catch and shoot guys or uh, they wait for Halliburton to to be able to put them in position. They don't have the ability to be able to create for themselves. Matherin is – he's getting better at it. Uh, he wasn't that big of a, of a creator. Uh, even when he was at Arizona, he was more so flowing in the offense and um, and the guards were getting him the ball. But he has done a better job of being able to uh, be a creator. Um Nimhart could step up and, and be that guy. I uh, just haven't seen it quite yet. I'm not sure if he's ready for that big of a role, uh, especially playing how, you know, how Halliburton, not to the level of Hallie Burton, but at least just getting players involved and being able to control the offense and run it a certain way. Um, So, yeah, I'm with, I'm with real uh, Milwaukee. They they are in a little bit of a funk, but that could be just due to, you know, fluctuating lineups Um. I don't know why the total got bit up. Honestly, I'm uh, uh, the under seems like a better play. I don't think if Indiana's having trouble without Halliburton, Burton, not going to be able to score on one of the better defenses in uh, in the NBA. So I don't see um, where that's coming from. Three of the last five have went under for both teams. Um, some of the stats are are kind of with Halliburton uh, stats. So it's, it's not going to do any good to, to read them off. Um <clears throat> But I think this is a smash spot for uh for Milwaukee. So I would lay the points with him as well.
0: Yeah, I think this is, uh, you know Giannis has been struggling scoring the basketball for the uh Milwaukee Bucks. But I don't know, maybe that's why they kind of gave him a couple of days off. I know he's also dealing with a, a sore knee, but last game last season against the Indiana Pacers, he did go off for 50. So um, you know, maybe if you want to take a look, some Giannis props here. But um, yeah, I think I do like I you guys nailed the handicap here. Pretty much took the words out of my mouth, so I won't waste more time on it, but I do like the bucks. You're laying the points. I think, you know, with Drew holiday, the guy that can, you know, we've seen time and time again, that can slow down the opposing team's point guard. And now without Tyrese Halliburton, like you guys mentioned to set up the offense or, or have an extra guy that can, or, or the guy that can get to the basket, create his own shot. The holiday is shutting down your next guy. Who's going to be the next guy to step up. So I think it's going to be a tough game for the Indiana Pacers to put up points here. So I'll lay the points here with the Bucs here as well. Uh, Delonte, on the total, what do you like over or under?
2: Yeah, I like under. Um, yeah, yeah, both teams yep. been, yeah, both teams have been playing uh, well to the under. Uh, Milwaukee, although they've been struggling offensively, defensively, is something that they really hang their hat on. Um, they've allowed under 110 points in three of the last five. Um, and, I mean, Indiana just doesn't have the firepower to be able to combat with what um, Milwaukee does defensively. Like you said, Drew Holiday is likely going to be on Matherin or or maybe Buddy Hill, probably Matherin because he'll do more ball handling than Buddy Hill will. So yeah. you got to think like, so who's gonna do you know who's gonna do the scoring? Miles Turner is questionable, right?
0: Yeah, of course.
2: Yeah, so that, that's the other second, you know, I guess the second tier scorer on the team. So without him to create chaos on the inside and be able to block shots, uh, I don't see I don't see much resistance from uh, from the Indiana Pacers, and I don't see much scoring from them as well. And I mean, the books might get a decent amount of, of points, but, I mean, the way they're playing offensively, I just got to see it first, so I would lean to the under. Uh, Terrell, thoughts on the total, and then if you want to lead us into
0: player props, if, if you like any for this game.
1: Uh, let's see here. For uh, I'm trying to look something up for this total here. I think I want to just blindly... Well, it's not really blindly, and it's, it's pretty decent, but I'm gonna go Milwaukee team total under 121 and a half, and I'm gonna just take the Pacers element out of it. I do kind of lean towards the under, but here you look at the Pacers last couple of games. Yeah, they gave up that 130 to Memphis, Memphis, but you have one 113 to Atlanta, 119 to the Knicks, 111 to Charlotte, 99 to Portland. Like they've been playing a lot better defensively, especially if they have. Miles Turner in the lineup. They didn't, I don't think he was in the lineup versus Memphis. But if they have Miles Turner in the lineup, then that's going to be a lot better for their interior defense. You know, that the Bucks are going to try to score inside the paint. He's going to have his hands full because he's going to have three, you know, Giants inside the paint that he's going to try to stop. But if he can slow them down, I think that they'll throw the Bucs off, especially because the Bucs have been a three point shooting team that we know them to be in years past. So I think this could be a spot where you can kind of get a little bit of an under. And maybe that if you don't like Milwaukee, that's the way that you fade Milwaukee because there is a chance that they cover the spread and don't get to 121. I think this kind of comes closer around 110 for Milwaukee by the end of the game.
0: All right. Uh, any player
1: props for this game you like? Yeah. Uh, f- and Milwaukee hasn't gotten over this number in the last five games either, by the way. Yeah. But uh, player props for this one. If I have Miles Turner, I'm taking his blocks just just out of he's going to have plenty of attempts and yeah. it may be an ugly game for him but you could look up and he could have three four blocks just because everybody's coming into the paint or he's been able to successfully defend Giannis, brooke lopez bob portis on limited possession so i would take that and then other than that i'm kind of just waiting for this injury report i'll feel better about props in this game when i know exactly who's in who's out all right uh launch any player props for this game
2: yeah, I'm um I'm on the same uh boat as you, like just kinda waiting to see. A few props have popped up on uh, I like Giannis over uh points and rebounds, 44 and a half. I mean, we all talked about it, he's got good, good bounce back spot, especially if it's no Miles Turner. Uh pretty much no resistance inside other than uh, you know, Jalen Smith. And Giannis will destroy Jalen Smith. So uh, another like parallel that I like to uh, to go with would be uh Brooke Lopez points and rebounds, 20 and a half. He's went over in four of the last seven and like I said with no with no Miles Turner, good matchup for him. Um he doesn't like to go inside, but I'm pretty sure um with the matchup that he has, uh he'll be more reluctant to to be able to get in the post and, and get some rebounds. So those are the only two I like for for right now. Um I want to take Nimhar points and assists, but I, I got to see more from him first. I got to see him be able to orchestrate and get others involved before I take it. But it's something that I'm leaning towards Nimhart, uh points and assists. All
0: right, let's get over to the next game of the afternoon. It's going to be a two, o'clock, sorry, three o'clock Eastern start. It's going to be the new Orleans Pelicans in Cleveland to take on the Cavaliers uh, looking at the opening line for this game, the Pelicans, sorry, the, uh, Cavaliers open up as a six and a half point home favorite. That number has been bet up to minus seven. Total open up at 223 and a half. That number has been bet down to 222 and a half. Starting to see some, do see some 223s out there as well. Uh, looking at the injury report for both of these teams. Uh, let's start with the Pelicans here. Brandon Ingram continues to be out for the Pelicans. And Herb Jones is questionable here tonight. Uh, for the Cleveland Cavaliers, pretty clean injury report. Uh, everybody is a go for them. Um, Delonte, why don't you lead us off with this game? The Cleveland Cavaliers hosting the New Orleans Pelicans as a seven-point home favorite.
2: Yeah, I don't got much on this game, honestly. Uh, both teams just haven't been playing well. Uh, New Orleans, 4-6, and six, ATS last 10. Uh, Cleveland, 3-7, and seven, ATS last 10. The only good thing about Cleveland is they're at home where they – pretty much run people out of the building 18 and four straight up 14 seven and one um, against the spread um I think New Orleans is is not really a, as much of a concern simply because they don't have their guys I've seen this overnight that it was Cleveland five and I seen that Brandon Ingram was like questionable for like game time decision and then all of a sudden it just went back up to to seven so I, I'm not sure like what's going on there uh I gotta look I got to look deeper into it, but um, I would just probably lay it with Cleveland. Uh, I don't have much conviction on it. Just I think that new Orleans is, is a pretty good team and they do play well without their guys. They have been playing without them for pretty much all season. Um, I just think Cleveland defensively is just on another level than what new Orleans is used to. And without, uh without um, Zion and Brandon Ingram, I don't think they'll be able to muster up enough uh, points for this uh, to cover this number so i would just lay it with cleveland yeah cleveland i mean they've been winning against teams
0: that are below 500 or they're just not a very good team i mean if you kind of take a look at it their last what 10 games they've beat the rockets they have beat the wizards and they beat the pistons but they've taken losses against boston dallas uh the brooklyn nets mm-hmm. sixers the memphis grizzlies so I think you nailed it, that without having Zion or Brandon Ingram in this game, that pressure really falls on CJ McCollum. And then after that, it's a guess on who's going to step up for this team um, as far as uh, giving that scoring support to CJ McCollum, who's been on a tear uh, for this uh, Pelicans team because he's had to be that guy without their their two guys in Ingram and Zion. So uh, it's a big number. (sighs) Yeah. I'm going to go with Cleveland, man. I, I, like you mentioned, Delonte, they've just been a wagon at home. Um, the spread numbers speak for themselves at home. So I'll, I'll lay the points here with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, Terrell, what do you got for this game?
1: Mm, I don't think I'm on the same side as you guys. <laughs> mm, I think I, I don't think i want. I'm trying to uh, – I want to see how they are with, with the large – seven is a large number. Like I get there at home, but seven is a large number. I know ultimately this is all going to depend if Herb Jones plays or not. If Herb Jones is out, then fine. Okay, I'll go ahead and back uh, Cleveland. But if Herb Jones is in, I I like what they can do defensively. Like, I like what the Pelicans can do with Herb Jones, with Jose Alvarado, with Dyson Daniels. Like, those three guys – really do make a difference when they're all on the court together. Defensively, they're able to slow things down a lot. And then CJ is able to CJ. Jonas should have a pretty good game because he's going to have to battle with the seven-footers on the uh, Cavaliers for the whole time. So I think I'm on the dog here. I think I'll take the dog plus seven. But this is my okay. best play. My best play uh, of the game is the total. Right, go ahead. Can
0: you read us into it? Are we good?
1: Yeah, you're good. Oh, yeah. No, no. So, my, yeah, my best play of the game here is the total. Give me the over 222.5, 223, whatever you, if you find 222, absolutely. I don't know why I haven't been talking about this enough this season, but, uh, you know, I was listening to another show, not to give them free publicity. I was listening to another show. They brought it to my attention. I said, "Oh yeah, why are we not? Why have we not been targeting that?" But non-conference overs are a thing. They're a thing, and they're mm-hmm. really profitable to betters. Where if you have a non-conference over, and the, the theory behind it and the mindset of it is these guys, these teams only play twice a year, if yeah. that. Like you may have something playing and they might not even play that much. Like you know, when COVID was going on, games was getting canceled, all that. So these teams really don't play that, They're not that familiar with each other, not used to matching up with each other, figuring things out. Things typically go over in that spot. I think non conference overs are like 58% over the course of the year. And then when you dig down a little bit deeper and you have a non conference over between this total 222 and I think he said it was like 230 or something. Then the percentages of it going up skyrocket dramatically. So, and it makes sense. Two teams that kind of hover between middle of the pack. Of sometimes they're over team, sometimes they're under team. Get them in a non-conference spot against a team they're not familiar with. Both teams score a lot more. So I think we could see some scoring here. I like that. I I, I love backing any type of trend that is in the 70%. I love just blindly backing it and non-conference overs with a total between 222 and 230 and the away team making the playoffs like that, that is 70% is, it is a pretty good trend. So I like the, I like the spot here.
0: Yeah. Um, I see 21 out of the 30 teams uh, in the association in non-conference games are have are above 500 to the over 52.9 percent, 21 of the 30 teams. But if you want to get into the 60 percent range, I believe it's almost about 12 teams that are trending towards the over in non-conference game. And one of those teams, the New Orleans Pelicans, 11 and 6 to the over uh, in non-conference games this season at 64.7 percent. So that's a that's a great nugget there, Terrell.
1: Um, Delonte, thoughts on the total here? Both teams six and four. Both teams six and four to the over their past 10 games. Feels like this okay. is a good spot.
2: Yeah, I, I don't, I don't have anything strong. Um, just that I'm not sure if, like, if you like Cleveland, I think you gotta like the the under, thinking it's gonna be a, a slow down pace because they play a slow, a slower pace. If you like the Pelicans, like Real does, I think you gotta like the over because they'll want to get out and run a little bit more than what Cle- what Cleveland wants to do. Um, but nothing strong. I would just, I would just lean to the under because I like Cleveland in the game. Any uh, player props you like in this game, Delonte? Uh, a couple I like. Um, uh, one thing that I do like about New Orleans is they're younger guys. with All these injuries, they're getting a chance to get like some really good rips, like Trey Murphy, Naji Marshall. Uh, those are the two guys that I like in this uh, matchup. I like Trey Murphy over twelve and a half points. Uh, it's not really a battle as far as, like statistically as what he's done lately, but somewhat of matchup wise, the Cavs lack, you know, wing dip and they lack wing defending. Um, mm-hmm. So he'll he'll probably draw Karis Levert. Uh, to a lesser extent, maybe a, a Darius Garland or, or somebody like that. And I think he'll be able to to knock down a few threes. Also Najee Marshall has been playing somewhat of that Brandon Ingram role, being able to to play both sides of the ball. Uh his points, rebounds, and assists is twenty four and a half. He's gone over in all of the last six games, shooting the ball extremely well, rebounding well. Um, so I like him and as I mentioned earlier with the uh with the wing depth on Cleveland. Um I think both of those guys are in line for a big game. Uh, Terrell, any player props?
1: Yeah. Um, I told you I'm on over, so I'm going to back. Uh, I think CJ still has a pretty decent game here. Yep. And I I don't think that CJ he's he's a little bit of a matchup problem just because if he gets past those guards he's not he doesn't need to drive into the paint and go head to toe with Jared Allen Evan Mobley or anything like that like he can shoot mid range pretty well so I like CJ props in this game
0: okay all right uh, before we keep it moving here let me tell our listeners where they can get down on all of these bets that's gonna be over at our presenting sponsor at Win Bet. WinBet is the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are a ton of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays. The NFL playoffs are here. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. And if you're ready to play, sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet 100. Get 100. Get 100. Limited state availability. So much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbed so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. Terms and conditions at winbed.com. Must be 21 when you're older and present in state. Or play through winbed is available. If you're someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And there's still time to get into the NBA MLK Day contest. The NBA Gambling Podcast is doing a special basketball bingo giveaway for all the games happening on MLK Day. All you have to do is subscribe to the NBA Gambling Podcast YouTube page and then click the sign-up link exclusively in the SGPN app. So make sure to download the SGPN app and uh, sign up exclusively for this MLK Day contest in the SGPN app. All right, guys. Let's keep it rolling. Here, the next game on the schedule. Wait, wait, hold, 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 hold uh, up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold, hold
1: Sorry, hold, hold. go ahead. Hold up. Are we? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can. No, agree. I was just, I was just talking about the contest because I'm looking, I'm looking at my bingo card. I just got my bingo card. I'm looking at my bingo card, and I don't like my bingo card. Can I get a new one? Like can I can I get a new one? Is that just like that? Can I swap my bingo card? Like is is it like the bingo? Is it like when you go to the rec center, you play the bingo down the street with your grandma, and you like, hey, hold on, hold on, let me grab another one real quick. Everybody's trying to run and grab bingo cards real quick because look, man, uh, I, I'm just looking at a couple of these games. I, I'm like, oh, uh, now mine does say Hornets over the Celtics, so they knew that they were giving it to me. Mine does say Hornets over the Celtics up there. I don't know how, what the likelihood of that is it actually hitting, but it does say that up there. So I'm I'm just saying that it may be an accurate bingo card, but I think I still want to switch.
0: Uh, unfortunately, I am not in charge of uh, dishing out these. You'll have to reach out to play action pools and then get with them. I'm just in charge of setting it up so that uh, that's all I can tell you there. Terrell. <laughs> all right, let's get over to the next game on the schedule. Another 3 o'clock Eastern start. It's going to be the Toronto Raptors in the Big Apple to take on the New York Knicks. Uh, Looking at the opening lines for this game, did see the New York Knicks open up as a three-point home favorite. That number's been bet down to minus 2.5. Total open about 2.18.5. That number's been bet down to 2.18. Uh, Looking at the injury report for both of these teams, uh, clean for the New York Knicks, for the Toronto Raptors, um, only questionable tag is going to be Fred Van VanVleet. Um, Dante, why don't you lead us off for this game? The New York Knicks as a two and a half point home favorite, hosting the Toronto Raptors.
2: First off, I want to say nobody has made me more money in the NBA this season than the New York Knicks. So they've been playing. Ex- they've been playing extremely well as of late. Uh, six and four ATS the last ten. Four and one straight up in ATS the last five. Um, they got RJ Barrett back. Uh, he looks pretty good. I'm still waiting for him to take that next step to be that alpha and you know, uh, be that wing scorer that they need when Brunson is is out of the game and um, and Randall is having an off night. But I think that this is a good spot for uh, for the Knicks. Um, they played uh, when was this on um, the sixth. RJ didn't play. Um, they New York. They won and covered as four and a half point underdogs. Um, Randall and Brunson had a combined fifty-eight points. Um, they did a good job neutralizing uh, OG Ananobi and Pascal Siakam. And some of the things I was reading—I don't know if you read or if you've seen some of the things that are going on in Toronto, but apparently they hate Fred VanVleet. I'm not sure why. They, yeah, like I, if you so, just yeah, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say CJ. I don't know if this—I mean,
0: I, I just read this off a of whim on on one of the twitters. I don't know if it was accurate, but he said there's something going on. Uh, with the players in uh, Toronto, that um, that I think somebody's gonna have to get traded soon. So I guess yeah. we'll find out fairly yeah. soon who might that player be uh, for the uh, for the um, Toronto Raptors. But yeah, you're right. Uh, there's something's just not right with this team.
2: Yeah, and that's that's one of the reasons why I've been fading them a lot because, uh, like, when I was digging in and reading, it's just like for whatever reason I kept coming across everybody just hates Fred VanVleet. I have no idea. Like, I don't know what he did. Or what's going on in the locker room? But apparently, uh, some of those guys don't like him. The fan base definitely doesn't like him. Um, so he's questionable for this game, or a game time decision. I, I would I would assume. So I would assume they're looking trying to find him some some trade partners because I didn't see him. He played in the uh, in the last game they played. So I'm not sure what's going on. Um, I got to be
0: curious. I'm going to look up how the Raptors, what the Raptors record is without Fred family. Yeah, you, you it's, it's got to
2: be a lot. It's got to be a lot better. I'm telling you, some of that stuff that I was reading, it, it, it wasn't good. Um, and he's not the only guy that some of those guys were, that some of those fans were like down on. Um, and I'm not sure why. Like some, they got some, some decent pieces. Uh, Scotty Warren still hasn't taken the step that a lot of people thought he would take, struggling offensively, um, which, you know, was a knock on him when he came out of Florida State. Um mm-hmm. They are uh, they are 3-2 and two, uh, ATS the last five, um, so they've been playing well as of late. Uh, they still are atrocious offensively. They can't defend. Um, I think that has a lot to do with continuity and them actually wanting to play with each other. And with them reeling and the Knicks playing how they're playing, I think that's a perfect recipe for, uh, for New York to come in and, and blow them out. So I, I like the Knicks a lot. Um, they dropped from three to two and a half. Don't care. Still, I would just take it on the money line as well. So, um, so you won't have to worry about the points. Uh, find a cheap money line. I think the Knicks blow the Raptors out today.
0: All right, uh, Terrell, thoughts on or sorry, your handicap for the side for the Raptors and the Knicks.
1: Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the Knicks blew the spot. If I play it, I'm just playing it early, playing in the first half. I'm not even considering taking the <laughs> Knicks for a full game here. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they blew this in the second half. I'm not going to lie. Toronto's been a team that's given the Knicks trouble. No matter what Knicks team, how good the Knicks have been, how bad the Knicks have been. Toronto's always been a team that's been able to give them some trouble. And I don't think this season is too, too different. Now they did get a very good win in Toronto last time out, 112-108. But mm-hmm. now you're coming back into Master Square Garden where Pascal had fifty last time, by the way. Just remember he had fifty in that game. Unfortunately, the reasoning that I can't get all the way behind Toronto for the full game is is the fact that Jalen Brunson is really good. Like Jalen Brunson is really really good at basketball. He was a really good addition into this New York Knicks team. I've gone on record and apologized from why Brunson takes on the earlier season, saying that this is just another big signing that the Knicks do and it doesn't really pan out. Brunson is that guy. The Knicks finally have a point guard that that is why the Knicks are p- playing so well because they finally have a true point guard, somebody that can not only. Uh, score the basketball on their own but be able to dish and get everybody else going and that's what you've been seeing in this Knicks team overall so Knicks first half or nothing for me honestly I don't want to fool with the full game I don't trust the Knicks in the second half at home but I will 100% back them in the first half in this one
0: yeah, I mean, look, the Knicks have been a, a cash cow in the first half. So I think, yeah, Terrell's right. Probably want to get in, get out with your money with the uh, New York Knicks because we've seen multiple times this season where they have uh, squandered uh, double-digit leads, especially in that second half. So, yeah, I would look at Knicks' first half only in this game. Um, Terrell, why don't you give us your thoughts on the total and if you have any player props that you do like for this game?
1: Yeah, if I'm in the total in this one, I'll probably stay towards the under. Okay. And I know it's a rather... Low total sitting here at 218. Uh, Last matchup came in at 220 on the road in Toronto. So they've gone over both times this season. They've gone over this number. But why is the number still here? Why is the number still down? I'm kind of questioning there. And I think that it's just more of now you're getting ready to see a lot of familiarity. I don't think that this time around Pascal is going to drop 50 like he did last time in the garden. I don't think anybody's going to necessarily get to fifty. Is there going to be some good games? Yeah, but I don't think it's going to be a fifty piece. So that's going to bring the scoring down a little bit. I expect both of these defenses to be more turned on, especially the Raptors in a spot where they feel like they got to get up for this game. Like they got to start stringing wins together. And um, yeah, like they they sat there lost that last one at home as a seven and a half point favorite to Atlanta. Like that was a brutal loss there. And so now it's like, all right, we got two wins against Charlotte. We had a pretty decent one, what, three of five that last home trip, one of the, one of those losses being to the Knicks. I think this mm-hmm. is a spot where Toronto says, hey, we got to start stringing some wins together and getting out of this hole we dug ourselves in, and how are you going to do that? You're going to do that with good defense. So I'm going to over yeah. – I'm not over. I'm going to under here. I think the under 218 is a pretty nice bet, seeing how both of these totals went over this number and the number is still sitting here at 218.
0: Yeah, I'm really curious to see if Fred VanVleet's going to be in or out for this game. I, I might just end up on the Raptors uh, full game if he is out for this game. So definitely keep an eye out for that because there. I mean, there's a difference uh, when Fred VanVleet is on or off the floor for this team, at least defensive rating-wise. He's at a 115.1 defensive rating-wise with him on the floor, and they, and they improved around 111.2 is what I saw without him on the floor. So obviously defense is better without him on the floor. Um, I didn't have any player props that I do like in this game. Delonte, any player props you like in this game?
2: Um, due to the lack of size that they have inside, I like Mitchell Robinson a lot as props, points and rebounds props. They hadn't posted it just yet um, the last time I looked. Um, but it's usually like right around maybe like 18 and a half, 19 or something like that. Uh, so I like that to go over. Uh, I think he'll, I think they'll beat him up on the inside. Um, also Julius Randall rebound props, uh, I like him as well, thinking that they don't have any resistance inside to be able to stop those guys. And the way Julius Randle has been rebounding the basketball, um, don't think that, uh, that they'll have an answer for that. So those are the two that I, that I like a lot. Um, uh, also just depending on how RJ's minutes are, um, they haven't had like any restrictions on him yet, but. When I was watching him, he seems like he's like he's trying to get back into trusting his himself um, after coming back off that injury. Uh, I like his points, rebounds, and assists though. Th- I just haven't pulled a trigger on it just yet, but it seems pretty low. Like um, it's twenty, it's 29 and a half. I think he can get uh, twenty five and five uh, pretty easily. Uh, so I'm leaning there. I haven't played it yet, but uh, I'll more than likely be on that as well. All right, Terrell, Any player prop you like for this game?
1: Yeah, I'm going – I'm sticking with Jalen Brunson, man. I I don't think that anything's slowing Jalen Brunson down right now. I like Pascal Siakam. I think Pascal Siakam can get inside, especially – that's the only reason that I'm concerned for Mitchell Robinson and why I personally kind of stayed off of Mitchell Robinson, not because of, you know – the talent or the matchup is a really good matchup, but it's because I think Pascal Siakam is going to be aggressive, especially if no Fred Van Fleet. Like I could just see Pascal Siakam being aggressive. And if I look up and Mitchell Robinson has two fouls in the first quarter, I'm not going to be surprised because that's how Pascal Siakam gets his buckets. He gets it inside of pain. He gets to the line. So uh, I'm definitely concerned about that. And because of that, I'll be on Pascal Siakam in this game. I think that there is a way that, you know, he can hit over his points prop. And have a pretty decent sized game, but not drop 50 like he did last time. And come on, he had 50. Like, yes. Come on, Pascal. You don't just go out and drop 50. Like, you definitely tapped into Jordan for a day that last time.
0: Yeah. uh, Colby taking the words right out of my mouth. uh, Only player probably I did like for this game was Jalen Brunson over six and a half assists. Small sample, two games so far this season. Uh, He's had 12 assists against the Raptors and then eight in his last matchup where he did also have 26 points um, against the Raptors. So, Uh, Me and Colby in agreement there about uh, Jalen Brunson over six and a half assists in this game. All right, guys, let's keep it rolling here. The next game on the schedule, I am seeing it is going to be let's go to Golden. uh, Sorry, let's go to the nation's capital. Well, Golden State is going to be in town. It's going to be the Warriors versus the Washington Wizards in this matchup. Uh, I am currently seeing that the Golden State Warriors opened up as a two and a half point favorite. The number has pretty much stayed the course at minus two and a half. Total open about 237. Currently seeing that number at 235 and a half. I also see some 236 out there as well. Looking at the injury report for this uh, game. Golden For Golden State, Klay uh, Thompson is going to be out for this game. Steph Curry is playing. Um, for the Golden State Warriors in this game, um, for the Washington Wizards, let me see here. Uh, yeah, for the Wizards, Bradley Bill is questionable here with a left hamstring strain. Um, and that is pretty much it. Uh, Terrell, why don't you leave this off with the handicap for this game? Golden State coming off of the loss, uh, in their last game against the Chicago Bulls. Uh, it's going to be Steph Curry leading the show here for the Golden State Warriors as a two-and-a-half-point road favorite. What do you like about this game?
1: And I think that's all they need, too. I mean, I do. I think Steph is all they need in this one to be able to get it go- going. I think this is a game that – the fact that Steph is playing in this back-to-back tells me that he means business because – especially coming off of an injury not too long ago. Like this is normally a spot where Steve Kerr just says, all right, we're sitting everybody. We're not worried about this one. This is, you know, if we can get it done, we trust our young guys. We think our young guys are good. We're going to put it in the hands of our young guys and hopefully they go out there and get it done. Steph playing in this game tells me a lot and just saying that they are, they mean business and they want to go out here and get a win. I see a lot of people, a lot of the money on Washington for good reasons. Warriors, terrible on the road. Warriors, on them back to back, no Clay Thompson. Like you're going to see a depleted Warriors team, but it seems like that they are taking this game very seriously and they want to go out here and write the ship from what happened yesterday. Like that was a game that got out of hand and they were up multiple times and they let Chicago come back and then they couldn't do anything inside against Vucevic. Vucevic had 40. I see that them trying to change that up around this game or this time around, but I'm on Warriors minus two and a half. A little bit of a contrarian play here, seeing how majority of the people, majority of the money is on. Washington and it was just on the road and back to back. But this spot where you have an away favorite and mm-hmm. they just lost their previous game by a margin of more than 10 points. And they're coming on. They're on a back to back, like they're on a road back to back team. That's been very good. 75% three, one and one. And the only L was actually the warriors warriors lost against the Pacers in this same spot. So I think this is a pretty decent spot where, They're telling me as a team that they are trying to go out here and play this game and get a win. They're not just going to go out there, play anybody like 10 minutes and then sit everybody down. They're they're taking this game serious. They're trying to go out there and get a win and get off of this slide that they have on the road. Like this is a mentality at this point. Like they have a bad mentality about playing on the road right now. And I think that this is the game where they try to turn it around. So give me Warriors minus two and a half.
0: Javante, thoughts on the side here. Warriors minus two and a half.
2: Yeah, I'm pretty much with you. I think it's a it's a great spot for the Warriors. I, I won't be on it. I need to see it first. Um, I just need to see them put together something on the road because I mean, you know, five and fifteen ATS, um, probably even worse as a favorite. Um, one and four straight up and ATS the last five. Um, they've given up 120 plus points in three of the last five games. Um, Steph coming back, it, it does it, it does give them a boost. Um, he'll be out there. Uh, without clay with Jordan pool so they'll see how they mesh well together um and like Real said all those signs, with Steph playing a the back to back then they're trying to prove a point they thought that they lost last night without um the Rosen um mm-hmm. I think that was the first I read um somewhere I, I didn't double check this but um they said that was the first time that Chicago has beaten the Warriors since 2017. Something like that, or maybe at home. I I have to get the the, the right stat, but it's been a while since um, Golden State has lost to Chicago. Yes, Um,
1: 2017. That's the first time that Chicago has uh, beaten the Warriors since 2017. Jimmy Butler was on uh, Chicago at that time, and Zaza Pachulia was still playing for Ah, the Warriors.
2: Yeah, so um, yeah, I I think it's going to be a lot of it's going to be a a high paced game, a lot of points. I would like the Wizards if Bradley Beal was playing. Uh, I know he's questionable right now, but even, you know, some uncertainty behind him, I would just lean to the Warriors. Uh, one thing going to state has for them is they do turn the ball over. Um, some of the most of those are unforced. Uh, Washington doesn't do a good job of turning teams over. So if they can just take care of the ball, uh, they should be able to, you know, put up some points. Um, the Warriors, I mean, the uh, Wizards have allowed 120 plus also in three of the last five games. Um, they do a great job of finishing at the rim, the first in rim percentage offense. uh, And the Golden State Warriors are 23rd in rim percentage defense. So that's an advantage that they have. Um, I just, I don't have a good feel for it. Um, Like the contrarian in me wants to just take the Warriors, but I got to see it first before, before I play it. Um, So just to lean right now.
0: Yeah. I got to see it first on the Warriors on the road. I mean, the numbers are just so atrocious for this Warriors team on the road. And um. Shockingly, the Wizards have actually won for the last five matchups Mm -hmm. against the Golden State Warriors um, dating back to last season. Um, The only L they took was actually at home. Sorry, um, in Golden State in the Bay Area where the Warriors won the game 126-112. But other than that, at home, they've been pretty good against this Warriors team. Um, So I'll I'll take the home dog here at plus two and a half. Um, I think we briefly all touched on the total here. I think we're... Uh, at least I'm on the over here. I mean, the numbers are overwhelming for the Golden State Warriors on the road as far as the total goes. 15-4-1 on the road to the over, 8-3, and three, sorry, 7-1-1 one and one as a, a road favorite uh, to the over for the Golden State Warrior games. Um, I know Clay Thompson missing, but I think this might be a game where uh, Steph Curry has a big game for the Golden State Warriors. But Troy, do you have thoughts on the total here?
1: Yeah, no, we talked about it earlier, non-conference uh, non-conference games typically go over just because of the lack of familiarity between the two. Now, you do have Kyle Kuzma and Chris Porzingis, who both spent time in that Western Conference, so they are a little bit more familiar. And I think Porzingis probably can have a really good game here with just the height advantage and the uh, ability to allow scoring on the inside that the warriors do especially on the road so i think porzingis can have a pretty solid game here today but uh, yeah i'm on i'm on over here i think that this is a a fast-paced game i think that Steph probably does have has one of those games uh, where he's able to go off i think wiggins can get going a little bit as well i'm not really too like it's more team defense for washington that's kept their totals low for the most part but I think that this is a spot where everybody just kind of finds gets into a rhythm, especially the Warriors. They have to find a rhythm on a road. And yeah, so I'm on Warriors. I'm on the Over. I'm on Chris Aperzingis. I'm on Steph. And maybe I'll have a play on Williams. I gotta look into that some more.
0: All right. Uh Delante thoughts on the total?
2: Yeah, I'll just go over um high pace game, a lot of possessions. Um the Warriors don't defend well, um, uh, which is something that they've that's Pretty much the reason why they won a lot of the, uh, the championships is is built on defense. I mean, of course, we all know that they have a great offense, but they really hung their hats on on defense when they were in their prime and, and winning championships. And uh, I think that they just got to get back to that. Um, now, will they? Maybe um, I don't know. Maybe they just need a, a few uh, a few changes. Maybe they need the All Star break. I'm not 100 percent sure. Uh, Golden State. I mean, uh, Washington doesn't defend well at all. Um, So I think I look for a lot of points in this game. So um, give me the over uh, for
0: it. Yeah, uh, as far as play prop, I agree with uh, Terrell there on Steph Curry here. Last five games against the Wizards, 51, 38, 32, 18, and 47. And he's getting up the shot attempts as well. He's had at least 24 shot attempts in the last five games against the Wizards. So I'll be looking at Steph Curry. Currently seeing it at 27 and a half as his Points prop here tonight, or sorry, this afternoon. He should have a big game. Uh, Terrell, you mentioned yours. Uh, Delonte, any player props you do like?
2: Uh, Yeah, I'll piggyback both of you guys. Uh, I like um, Porzingis points and rebounds. They don't have any Washington player props up. I'm not sure if uh, if they're just waiting on the the News. Yeah, they're waiting on the Bill News. But either way, um, I like Porzingis uh, points and rebounds. Um, I like Kuzma also. I think it's a good matchup for Kuzma. Um, I like his points and rebounds and uh like Steph everything um anything you can find on Steph points rebounds and assists. points uh threes made I think he's in for a big night like I really think real tapped into something when he said if he's playing on his back-to-back just coming off this injury yeah and he he got to be like it's got to be coming from him I'm pretty sure Curry wanted to rest him so he's got to be highly motivated and he's probably going to go out and, and have a good night um in the nation's capital yeah I agree
0: all right, let's get over to the next game on the schedule here, guys. We have the Miami Heat in Atlanta, the take on the uh, Atlanta Hawks. It's going to be a 3.30 Eastern t- uh, Eastern time start. Uh, looking at the opening line for this game, the Miami Heat opened up as a one-point favorite. That number has pretty much stayed the course at minus one. Total opened up at 223 in this game. That number is now, uh, yeah, it's still at 223. You see some and a 222.5s popping up at some of the shops. Uh, Looking at the injury report for both of these teams, let's start with the most difficult one, the Miami Heat. Uh, Guys that are officially out is going to be Kyle Lowry, Duncan Robinson, and Omar Yurtsevin. Questionable tag for Caleb Martin and probable for Yadonis Haslam. So Tyler Hero is in. Jimmy Butler is in. Bam Adebayo, all those guys are going to be in. For the Atlanta Hawks, I did see that Clint Capella is intending to play here tonight, but it's going to be on a minutes restriction. And Ty, uh, sorry, Trey Young is probably here today for the Atlanta Hawks. Um, Terrell, why don't you lead us off with this game? The Miami Heat as a one-point road favorite here in Atlanta.
1: Uh, well, I mean... I mean, it's pretty simple for me. You probably should start with somebody else. I'm not backing the heat as as a road favorite in anything. I don't care if it's by one point. I don't care if it's by 10 points. I'm not backing the heat as a road favorite. I'm not backing the heat as a favorite. Like, that's just not a good team that you want to back as a favorite. I like getting the heat as dogs. I'm definitely not backing the heat as a favorite, a road favorite. Not only a road favorite, a road favorite in Atlanta. Not only a road favorite in Atlanta, but a road favorite in Atlanta on MLK Day in the mlk jerseys absolutely not i'm good on it i'm very good on it there's i i truly don't care what the numbers can say i can go through the numbers and give you all the numbers and do all this smart analytical things that people all the you know the like i could do all of that give you all the numbers of why the heat are a bad bet in this game but ultimately it comes down to this are the heat a favorite check yes check no if you check yes you fade them if you check no you back them easy enough
0: Easy enough. All right. I, I mean, <laughs> took the words right out of my mouth. I, I'm on <laughs> Atlanta here too. I'm not backing this heat team, man. I don't care who's in, who's out. This team has just been bad here, especially against the spread on the road. So not getting an argument or pushback for me. Delonte, you're making a unanimous.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, love the Hawks in this spot. Um, they are on a two game home losing streak. Uh, so I think that comes to an end today. Uh, although the heat, ha- I- I'll give them credit. They have been playing well as of late six, three and one ATS, the last 10, um, They've been playing better offensively now. A lot of that is kind of juiced up into who they've uh, they've played. They played, you know, the buck two games, the books without Giannis. Uh, so that'll and, and they barely scraped away from them. They got the late the forty point uh, the forty free throw game from uh, from Jimmy Butler uh, that he sealed the deal for OKC. Um, so yeah, I mean, a lot of smoke and mirrors with uh, with Miami. Uh, but I think the Hawks' dip will be able to get to them, and those guys are coming back. This is Tyler Hero's first game back. I'm assuming, right? This is his first so. game back in a while.
0: Yeah, so yeah. I'm not
2: so I'm not sure. It's an Achilles injury, so I'm pretty sure they're going to want to be kind of kind of uh, uh, cautious with that. Yep. Uh, so I think the the Hawks' dip will wear uh, Miami down. Um, like you said, MLK Day is going to be a big day uh, in Atlanta. Um, I have, although they haven't been covering, um, as of late four and six last 10 ATS, I do like what I've been seeing from Atlanta when Trey's actually on the court, him and DeJounte got this chemistry between them. And, uh, it seems like Dejounte's taking it up to another level defensively as well. Um, love the way Onyeka, uh, has been playing, uh, in the absence of Capella. Uh, some of those wing guys, uh, be able to wear down bam, um, and I don't think Tyler Hero is going to get a lot of good looks if he even plays uh, a lot of minutes. So I love uh, Atlanta in this spot.
0: Uh, we uh, got on the total here. Delonte, Why don't you to do us off with that.
2: Yeah. Under. Um, I think that uh, both teams have been playing uh, four of the last five for both teams have been under. Um, I think that Miami struggles to score Atlanta. While you would think they would have a good offense. They rank uh bottom 10 in offensive efficiency and offensive rating. Um, I just don't think that they'll be able to to score enough. And while their offense has fell off, their defense has ratcheted up. They've, uh, they're have top 10 in effective field goal percentage defense. Um, they're they're getting out. They're turning teams over. And when they turn teams over, they like to get in transition. They like to uh, shoot those threes in transition. It was one of the best shots in basketball. Um, so I would lean to the – well, I'm, I'll be on the under for sure. Yeah, I like the under of this game
0: here as well. Um, kind of take a look at just the the, the numbers as well um, for especially Miami on the road. As far as the total goals, they're a uh, 12 and 8 to the under, 8 and 2 uh, to the under as road favorites. I know they're a very slight road favorite here, but um, I think this will be more of a defensive matchup between these two teams here. Uh, Terrell, thoughts on the total here, and if you want to lead us into player props that you do like. What you talking to me? Uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, uh, My fault. Th- yeah, no, you're good. Uh, uh, total for this game and then any player props for the Hawks and uh, Heat?
1: Yeah, no, I slightly into the under. Not really uh, what I'm looking to bet in this game, but slightly into the under. I think I'm just on the Hawks. I'll be on the Hawks early in this game. I'll be on the Hawks uh, towards the end of the game. But I'll give a, I give like the, the plays y'all have for the under and – Player part wise, just give me Trey Young. Trey Young on MLK Day against the Heat, against a you know a division rival. I think that this is going to be fireworks, and I think he's going to be one of the reasons I like Trey for his assist. I like Trae's assists. Like Trey's points on assists. Yeah, I'm all over Trey Young today. <laughs>
0: Uh, one, yeah, one player prep I did like in this game is, um, John Collins over 12 and a half points, uh, seven straight games against the Miami heat. He's had 13 or more points. Um, whether it's a matchup reason, whether he's, you know, he was knocked down this corner, three point shots or jump shots or finish it around the basket. He's been able to have a success against this Miami heat interior <laughs> defense. So, uh I'll take uh and then the last game in back in November uh, against Miami. I'm sorry, he had 23 points and 14 rebounds. So um uh, I think there's something there with John Collins getting up against the Miami Heat. Uh Delante player props in this game.
2: Yeah, I um I'm with you on Trey. Uh I like DeJounte points, rebounds, and assists. Like I said, I like how he's been more involved um in the offense. Um I like, uh, I mean, it's not out yet, but Onyeka points and rebounds. I know Capella's coming back, but like you said, he'll be on a minutes restriction. So mm-hmm. Onyeka's going to get a lot of those um, minutes. And with John Collins being able to neutralize Bam and be able to guard him um, from the free throw line extended, I think that that frees up some inside presence for uh, Onyeka to get some points in and clean the glass up a little bit. So those are the few that I do like um, in this matchup. All right, let's get over to the next game
0: on the schedule. It's going to be a 4 o'clock Eastern start. It's going to be the Utah Jazz in Minnesota to take on the Minnesota Timberwolves. Looking at the opening line for this game, I'm currently seeing uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves open up as a a two-and-a-half-point favorite. That number is pretty much at minus two across the board. Total up in about 234 and a half. That number is at 234. Do see some 234 and a halves out there as well. Looking at the injury report for both of these teams, start here with the road team, the Utah Jazz. Rudy Gay is questionable here tonight. Lori Markin is also questionable here. He has a left hip contusion. Uh, for the Minnesota Timberwolves, Anthony Edwards and Rudy Gobert are both questionable as well. Along with Torian Prince, he's questionable as well. So a lot of questionable tags in this game between the uh, Jazz and the Timberwolves. Uh, Delonte, why don't you lead us off here with this game between the Utah Jazz and the Minnesota Timberwolves with the Wolves as a two-point home favorite.
2: Uh, yeah, nothing strong, but I would lean to um, to Minnesota uh, laying a short number. Um, thinking that Laurie doesn't play, the stuff that I was reading uh, this morning uh, is leading to as Laurie not being able to play. And I don't think Utah is the same without him. Um yep. although um Minnesota they, they've been playing well lately uh six and four ATS the last five. <laughs> <laughs> hey look, they're on a five game home winning streak. Man, hey listen, they they've been they've been playing well lately, man. Listen they, they, hey, that's the numbers. They they don't lie They they there. Um Oh, you want to um, talk numbers? Because no, we can no, no, talk no. numbers. No, 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 not 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 I'm talking about these, num- <laughs> these short shortstand numbers, ten games. Oh, I was about to say <laughs> we can talk numbers. Ten, we can I, talk I said, numbers. No, no, we talk, I got we're talking, numbers. <laughs> we're talking as of late. They're talking as of late, not as a whole. As of late, they have been playing well though. Um and I mean Utah without Laurie, I don't think that they're as explosive as they as they can be. Um he didn't play in the last matchup in the Wolves. They won pretty convincingly, uh 118, 108 Um they did shoot 50% from the field and 40% from three, which is likely not to happen again. And it's unlikely that Jazz will go 13 or 44 from three. Um, but, yeah, I just, it's, it's not strong. I, I, I lean to to um, to Minnesota uh, being able to just cover a small number at home. Um, they just – I mean, you know, it's always something in Minnesota. It's just it, – I, I don't trust them enough to, to put my full uh, endorsement on it. So it's just a lean.
0: Terrell is highly disappointed in you right now. He just has a look of disappointment <laughs> hey man, on his face right I, I, now. I
2: understand. I, I, didn't, I, I didn't put my money on it. I didn't put my money on it. I'm just saying that's that's where I'm leaning towards. Terrell,
0: uh, we already know you're on the Jazz. for are catching the <laughs> points. But go if you want to throw the stats out there, the numbers out there,
1: go ahead. I mean, the new number is 19 and 7 as a dog. That's the new number, 19 and 7 as a dog. I'll just leave it at that. that 19 and 7 as a dog. All
0: right, Uh, let's get to the total. I don't don't know
1: what else the people want. I don't know what else anybody. Nineteen and seven as a dog, like okay, (laughs) it it doesn't matter. It it makes no. I'm not concerned. I'm in Utah until the wheels fall off. We are up a million cajillion units with Utah. It nineteen and seven as a dog, and Lori probably plays. Like I think Lori plays.
0: Uh, Take us to the total, Terrell. Uh, Currently sitting at.
1: Uh, Two thirty four and a half. Uh, I I don't trust Utah defensively, but I, I really don't trust Minnesota offensively and what they're able to do. It really just kind of depends. I think the total is a wait and see. And I'll just more of wait and see who's out. If uh, Rui Gobert is out, I'll probably lean more towards an over. But if he plays, of course, I'm probably going to come down on an under here. But not really too, too particular on the total on this one.
0: your uh, thoughts on the total, if any? Uh,
2: yeah, just I would I would lean to the over. Um, both teams playing uh, to the over lately. Three of the last five for both uh, have went over. Um, Minnesota is eighth in fast break points per game. Uh, so they'll be looking to get out and run. Um I would not play it if Laurie's out, but if he's, um, but he, if he's in, I would definitely be on it. But if he's out, I just pass.
0: All right. Yeah. I don't have much thoughts. I mean, there's a lot of questionable tags here for both these teams, but um, yeah, if Laurie's in, I'm all over the, probably the Utah jazz team total, I mean, these guys can score at well, especially with Laurie and JC and uh, Malik Beasley Uh, They're they're, they can be a scoring machine. So I'll lean with the jazz team total or if Laurie is in, uh, I didn't have any player props for this game. Delonte, you have anything?
2: I don't. Uh, I don't have anything at all. Just it's just so much uncertainty with, between both teams. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't have anything at
0: all. Uh, Terrell, any player props?
2: Yeah, I feel
1: comfortable with Jordan Clarkson today. Give me a, a Jordan Clarkson over his points prop, and uh, let me see here. Especially if Lori ends up not playing, I think that his usage just goes up. And depending on status of Rudy Gobert, I'll be on Walker Kessler as well for Walker Kessler to have a pretty solid game, double-double type of game for Walker Kessler. I may like him even if Rudy Gobert is in because he's going to be forced to play a bunch of minutes trying to match up with Rudy Gobert. He's not going to have to worry about getting outside of the paint because, you know, Rudy Gobert never steps outside the paint. So I think that Walker Kessler actually has a pretty good, opportunity of just matchup alone in the fact that if Rudy Gobert plays, he probably going to play a bunch of minutes with him. Mm-hmm. But if he's out, then he's got an easier path to getting a bunch of rebounds. So I like Walker Kessler today.
0: All right. Uh, two games left on the schedule here, gentlemen. Let's go through them here. We got the Phoenix Suns in Memphis to take on the Memphis Grizzlies. This is going to be a six o'clock Eastern start. Uh, looking at the opening line for this game, I'm currently seeing that the Memphis Grizzlies opened up as a 10-point favorite. That numbers have been bent up to 10.5. Total opened up at 225.5. That number's been bent up to 228.5. Starting to see some 229s pop up as well. Looking at the injury report for the Phoenix Suns, the usual suspects are all out. Devin Booker, Cam Johnson, Chris Paul, Cameron Payne, all out here tonight. Landry Shamet is questionable for the Memphis Grizzlies. Um... John Moran is officially questionable, and John Conchar is questionable here tonight as well with a non COVID related illness. Um, Terrell, why don't you lead us off here? Memphis Grizzlies hosting the Phoenix Suns as a 10.5 point uh, home favorite.
1: Okay, so DeAndre Ayton may look like the greatest center like there's a possibility that deandre it comes out here looks like the greatest center ever tonight like there is a huge possibility that he does this and it's because this is the first game that Aiden is playing where he is eligible for trade like (laughs) you you remember when we talked about the the, remember we talked about the season and we said that you know he got to wait till january to trade him now he's eligible i'm just No handicap. Pure no handicap. Didn't look at the numbers. Don't know what he does against Memphis. Don't know what he does against Steven Adams. Don't know anything. Didn't know nothing. Pure gut play. Is that a player that has been looking to get traded for an incredible amount of time? The first game that he's eligible for trade? Yeah. Of course. Come on, DeAndre. (laughs) So, I I just... It would be the the biggest FU to Suns fans as soon as he gets traded, he just has this crazy game, and he's trying to get the looks on the market and be like, hey, see what I just did? Like, hey, come get me. Like, get me up out of here. To actual handicapping this game, I'm not taking the Suns. I'm not no. trusting the Suns. I don't think the Suns are prepared. Uh, I, I, my really only concern is, is Memphis is going to look past this team. And that's really what I'm kind of concerned of. And so Memphis looking past them with the aid of DeAndre Eaton, probably having a really good game. Like if I play that DeAndre Eaton prop, I'm probably going to play the Suns with it just because I got to assume that if DeAndre Eaton has a crazy game that they're in this game, at least making it close. But in all actuality, and what my gut is telling me, it just tells me that this is a route by Memphis, but Memphis has struggled with the large number recently, and they haven't been able to co- cover a large number, especially against the Western Conference team. So that's going to be an issue for them that they're going to have to get over. Uh, they didn't cover the number either game against San Antonio. You remember them definitely not getting this number uh, early on. So yeah, uh, Kobe just said, uh, do you like Memphis early? Yeah, I like Memphis yeah, we, early. I think took that's my, a pretty good play. Took my but... handicap, man come on Kobe yeah I, I wouldn't I'm not I'm not running to bet Memphis minus 10 minus ten and a half in this game definitely not if I'm playing anything I'm playing some type of same game parlay that somehow gets the Suns a, a cover or something like that because I think that has more value in it than me just saying that Memphis is going to take the Suns serious for four quarters which I don't think they are
2: um Delonte, go ahead man Yeah, man. Well, you might not be running real, but I am sprinting to take the Memphis Grizzlies, man. But this is an incredible spot for them. Um, I don't know if you remember, but the last game, Phoenix, uh, they won and covered a seven and a half point underdogs. But Dwayne Washington had a career high of 26. The Suns had eight people in double figures. They shot 49 from the field, 55 from three. That definitely is not happening again. Um, Memphis was only eight for 30 from three. They only had uh two and double figures. Ja had 34 and he didn't even play well. Uh, he was eight for 22, 15 and 16 from the line in um, this spot. I think it's a, a great spot for Memphis to come out and flex the muscles and be able to, to get a good lead early and often. So I like the first quarter, um, especially I like the full game You're on a five game home winning streak. While, Ayton is there. Uh, he won't be able to, to match what the physicality that Memphis has inside. They lead the NBA in rebounds per game with uh, 49.1. They're six and three ATS the last 10. Um, they are 13, 7 and 1 at home. Uh, they scored 130 plus in back to back games, uh, 120 plus in three of those five games. Uh, first in defensive rating, man, I just don't see any path to success for uh, for Phoenix, especially in a bounce-back spot. Uh, not a bounce-back spot, but in a little quote-unquote revenge spot for uh, Memphis. They're playing extremely well. I would have Memphis as a top-three team in the uh, NBA right now, or top-two team. Them and Boston, I think, are pretty much the one and two uh, right now in the NBA. Um, that's how well they've been playing. Uh, yeah. So give me Memphis early uh first quarter, uh like Kobe said, and uh give me Memphis full game uh minus the points. Yeah,
0: I think it's you're right. I mean it's Memphis early and often I mean the guys that the Phoenix Suns are this lineup that they're trotting out there, it's um they got up against Golden State, but after that they just got their doors blown off um against the Denver Nuggets. And then I think it's an opportunity where, you know, we talked about how Memphis hasn't been very good against Western Conference opponents, but I think this is an opportunity for them on MLK Day to flex their muscles a little bit uh, against the Phoenix Suns team that is mitching, sorry, missing pretty much their top guys outside of DeAndre 8. And So um I like Memphis here with you as well early and often Delante. Um any player props you guys are looking at in this game here Terrell start with you.
1: I mean I talked about it. I'm on DeAndre Ayton today. Yep. I think that, you know, it's just it's it's a good spot because he won, he's probably the only person that you can probably trust offensively out of yep. everybody that's starting just consistently is DeAndre Ayton. And there's a good possibility that they, you know, feed it to the big man down low, going up against Steven Adams, going up against Triple J. He's gonna have a tough matchup with Triple J, but if he can kind of duck that smoke with him and get get to Steven Adams, then I think that he has the opportunity to go out there and score. So I uh, it's just more of a narrative, and the narrative is that DeAndre Ayton wants to get traded. He wants to get up out of there. Now he's eligible for trade. He needs teams to start looking at him. And how do what's the best way to get their attention? Go drop thirty and ten. That's how you'll get somebody attention. Yeah,
0: make no, that makes complete sense. Uh, Deonta, any player props you like in this game?
2: Um, I like Desmond Bain a lot. <clears throat> um, excuse me. He, uh, I think he's gonna shoot the ball well um he's probably gonna not he's not gonna be able to draw Mikhail Bridges as much but Mikael Bridges will probably be on a uh, job for the most uh, for the majority of the game so I like Desmond Bain over threes made two and a half and I like him over his points uh, it should be like 20 20 or 20 and a half either you can find a 20 you can find a, a 19 and a half or um or 20 and a half I would just go with the 19 and a half and play it over all
0: right, uh, let's get to the last game of the night, gentlemen. It's going to be the Houston Rockets in L.A. to take on the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, looking at the opening <laughs> line for this game, I did see the Lakers opened up as a f- six-and-a-half-point favorite. That number is now at minus five-and-a-half. Do see some minus six out there as well. No injury report for both of these teams because they are on a back-to-back here Uh the rockets played the clippers yesterday got their doors blown off uh they did not have jalen green Jay Sean tate in that game they were serving a one game suspension after a small scuffle uh, against sacramento they came off the bench last night we talked about the lakers taking the l against the um the philadelphia yeah philadelphia 76ers in that game um so they're at a home and home back to back here um just keep an eye on the injury reports here. But let's start with the side here. Delonte, why don't you lead us off minus, let's call it minus five and a half for the Lakers hosting the Houston Rockets.
2: Yeah, I would lay it as long as everybody's in. I mean, well, not everybody. As long as LeBron's playing, I'll lay it with um, with the Lakers. Uh, they should have won last night. Uh, dumb coaching by Darvin Ham. Russell Westbrook has the ball. I don't know if you guys seen it. He had the yep. ball. Like just give the ball to LeBron. You had you had plenty of time. LeBron's on the wing, just like waiting to get the ball. And even when Russell Westbrook is clearly fumbling with the ball, Darvin Ham right in front of Darvin Ham, he just is still looking at him, not calling a timeout. And I seen that uh, Darvin Ham said he would definitely do that again. Like he would, if he had to do it over, he would play it the same exact way. And that's why he should be fired for doing for saying like that's idiotic. Like LeBron James is on the court and he's pretty much getting whatever he wants or getting other players, whatever you want, saying you don't want the ball in LeBron's hands. Like, that's idiotic. But, I mean, I'm saying all that to say I'm, I'm taking him against the the Rockets. Uh, the Rockets are poor inside, which is where the Lakers dominate. Um, mm-hmm. The Lakers dominate in transition. Rockets, they like to run as well with those young guys. So, Jalen Green, jason Tate going to be a little bit fresher for this game. Um, I think that that's going to entice them to want to run, and that's what the Lakers want to do. They want to get in. They want to run. They want to pound the ball inside. Um, I have no idea why Ham's not playing Thomas Bryant as much lately. I don't know if he did something or he's not practicing. Pause. Say it again. Hey, good, good. Oh, okay. So yeah. Um man, I, I just don't think that uh the Rockets will be able to handle um what the Lakers are gonna do to them inside.
0: Uh Terrell, what do you got for this game? Rockets versus Lakers.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm. I, I I'm taking the Lakers reluctantly just because the Rockets suck, and no matter how good the Rockets look at any portion during the game, they're gonna blow the game in the fourth quarter and make sure that they are submitted in that when on a sweepstakes. So I I would love to be able to come in here and back. Uh, be able to come in here and back the Rockets against the Lakers because the Lakers suck, but. The Rockets suck too and they're really, really bad. So Jake said green 26 and a half because his bingo card needs it. Is that on my bingo card? I hope it is because I do like Jalen Green today. He's coming off a day off rest where I mean it rest, he was really suspended because he came off the bench for a fight. So I expect Jalen Green to come in here and have a really good game. I think that Ken Martin Jr. can still come in here and have a pretty good game, even with Jalen Green back in the lineup. Just because if Patrick Beverly does play, I expect for Beverly to be attached to green a lot more. You'll see Kenyon Martin Jr. have the opportunity to go in there, score, get easy buckets, and really take over that role that Kevin Porter Jr. was scoring for this team because I'm barely certain we're not going to see him in this game. If I play Lakers, I'm playing the Lakers early. I'm playing them in the first half, and that's about it for me.
0: Yeah, it's uh, Jalen Green props for me as well. Uh, I don't anticipate Kevin Porter Jr. going, but in the one game that they didn't have uh, Kevin Porter Jr., Jalen Green was just playing a lot better. He was able to you know free flow, knock down some three point shots, get to the basket as well. He had the ball in his hand, so he's really dominant. So I do like um, Jalen Green player props here. As far as the sides, you guys nailed it. I mean, this Rockets team they they're competitive in the first half, and then the second half they they just give it up. Uh, do the Lake or sorry, do the Rockets where they're starting, like. Terrell pretty much said cementing themselves as uh, having the top three uh, worst uh, record in the association this season to be in those sweepstakes. So if you want to play at the Rockets, take them early in the first half. But there, as a Rockets fan, I'm telling you, do not bet your uh, hard-earned money on this Rockets team right now. Um, Delante, anything else for this game as far as the total or player props? Cup, oh, you're on mute.
2: I would lean to the over. Uh, it's gotten out of hand. I think it's rose up like four or five points, um, but uh, I would just lean to the over uh, player prop wise. Like Kobe mentioned, uh, Thomas Bryant, double, double, as long as he gets the, as long as he gets the minutes and is able, when he gets the minutes, he's contributing, but it's yeah. no reason why Troy Brown and winning Gabriel should be playing more minutes than him when he's actually dominating on both sides of the ball. Like, i don't get it but um that's a good play for me and um i'm with you on with Jalen green as well i think you know he's well rested and he's going to come out they don't have the Lakers don't have any wing defenders other than uh a washed up patrick beverly so um i'm with you on that as well
0: uh try anything else for this game as far as total and or any more player props
1: No, no, I'm good. I mean, uh, not really looking at total at all. If I did, it's probably just going to be a blind over. But yeah.
0: All right, let's get into our lock and dog to close out the show here, Uh, Delante. Why don't you lead us off with your lock and dog uh, for this MLK Day NBA schedule?
2: Yeah, so um, let's just—I make a caveat. My lock is going to be Milwaukee minus the. Are they nine and a half now?
0: Uh they are currently let me try to pull I it. Yeah, so I'll nine I'll let half. it I'll
2: let it on half. As long as Giannis is playing, as long as Giannis is playing, we can we, we can uh put that on the um on the official record as as my as my um lock. If he doesn't play, I'll pivot to another um pretty much same uh same spread dog I mean same spread uh favorite, which which is Memphis uh, minus nine and a half. So uh we went through it all uh about 30 minutes ago as far as the breakdown. Um, as far as my dog, like Atlanta, short home dog, uh, we went over. It's going to be a great spot for them. Uh, MLK day, uh, Trey's going to come out and play well, uh, Miami, some of those guys getting back in the lineup could deter some of, um, the chemistry that they had as of late. So give me Atlanta, uh, plus one and a half, uh, as a dog.
0: All right. Uh so I will go with I'm gonna go with Memphis minus six and a half as my lock for here tonight. I think they come out early and often just take our business against this Phoenix Suns team. Like we six mentioned six and a with, half. Yeah, first half. Oh, okay. Yeah, first half. Uh six and a half for the Memphis Grizzlies. Um like we mentioned, they're missing all their key guys with Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Cam Johnson, campaign. Um, I know Aiden is playing here tonight, but I just think that this will be too much for the Phoenix Suns to handle. So first half, minus six and a half uh, for the Memphis Grizzlies. For my dog, I will pivot over to a player prop we talked about in the Boston game. Uh, Marcus Smart, double-double. That's currently sitting at plus 260. Uh, two games against the Charlotte Hornets this season. He's at a double-double in four games without Jalen Brown in the lineup this season. Uh, all four games, he's at a double-double. Expect him to rack up the assistant and get over the points mark as well. So um, I like that at plus 260. Maybe try to build it as the same game partly might be able to get better odds on that if your book lets you offer that or uh, offers that uh but officially right now i'm currently seeing uh marcus smart uh double, double add plus 260 as my dog uh terrell closes out strong my man all
1: right let's see here for my lot i have a lot of stuff that i want to choose so i'm trying to figure out how i want to play it We'll go with the over in the Pelicans and Cavaliers game, over Mm, 222.5. But that's bad juju. I never pick a total for my lock. I rarely do. That's bad juju. I shouldn't do that. I really like that play. I'm going to go Warriors minus 2.5. I normally pick sides. All right, Warriors minus 2.5. That's my lock for my dog. Uh, Atlanta's a system play. Not going to give that out. Utah's a system play. Not going to give that out. Let's go with <laughs> eh, when in doubt just fade Boston. Give me Charlotte plus 280.
0: Mm, all right. Uh all right. So Ricabaras pick Delante. You are taking the Bucks if Giannis
2: is in, correct? Yep. And Memphis okay. if he's out.
0: Okay. And then you're taking uh At- the the, the Hawks for my dog. Yep. So, okay. And then for myself, I have Memphis first half minus six and a half for my dog. Marcus Smart double double. And then for Terrell, you're taking the Golden State Warriors minus two and a half against the Wizards. And then for his dog, fading the good old Boston Celtics, um, taking the Charlotte <laughs> Hornets plus two eighty on the money line. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast here on the MLK Day Games. Hopefully you guys are able to get to this sooner rather than later Both of the games starting. But again, if you get into the pod, if you miss the early games, you can always go back on YouTube and watch the uh, handicap that we did give out if you missed the early games. Uh, Terrell, anything else we need to mention before we get out of here?
1: No, no, I'm good. Everybody have a great day. Uh, Delonte, anything else?
0: Happy MLK Day and go Giants. All right, there we go. Go Giants. All right. Uh, make sure to follow Terrell on Twitter at really real underscore underscore. Follow Delante on Twitter at xx. Follow me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. Again, there is still time to get into the MODK Day K, uh, bingo contest. Just make sure to head over to the SGPN app. Um. Uh. Get into that contest tab. All you got to do is subscribe to the NBA Gambling Podcast YouTube channel, and then uh, get into the contest over on the app. All right. We'll be back tomorrow uh, for the NBA Gambling Podcast. Till then, good luck with your picks. Let's break these books off and let it ride.
1: Basketball.